Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey. Um, I have in my right hand the 30th of June 1984 issue of Roy of the Rovers. It was 22 pence. If that's the kind of thing you could afford back then, and um, we're looking at, I'm looking at the front cover, and it says Newcastle United star in sign, please. 1984. So, I don't know if you want to have a guess I'll at that Newcastle guess United star. At Chris Waddle. Chris Waddle. I'm going to say incorrect. David, was it someone called McNair? David McNair or something? A sort of balding... David, uh, David McCready, yeah. I think it was. Was, you're he, a, was of, he a balding tubby man who looked like yes, 50? Yes, he was. Looked he like was. a 50-year-old minicab driver. Yeah. <laughs> but played in, like, central midfield for Newcastle yeah, in the 80s. It did. Yeah. <laughs> very standout-ish, but it's not him either. Okay. I'll tell you it was. It's a very young... Peter Beardsley. Do you know what? He looks quite handsome in that photo. <laughs> Honestly, I'm serious. I'm going to hold it closer up. Look at his jaw. Do you know who he reminds me of? The fella. Oh, he's like a really, he's like really famous. He's the actor from LA, from, uh, what's it called? LA Story or what have you. Ah, oh, what's his uh, name? Not <laughs> He looks a bit like the um, American talk show horse. What's he called? Oh, yeah. With a big jaw. Who used to battle with David Letterman. How can I not remember his name? <laughs> Fuck's sake, I'm getting really bad at remembering stuff. Uh, this is only going to get worse. Jay Leno. Jay Leno. Yeah, Jay and Leno, I'm, no, what like. I, who I think he looks like is Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling? Yeah. No, I don't think he's, I've held he, it up close he, enough to the camera. He's got to, really, to he's got a dreamy stare with like really like dreamy blue eyes, and yeah. like Ryan Gosling, he's got a sort of quite a big jaw, slightly jutted. Mm. I think I think well, Peter Beardsley and Ryan Gosling, a young Peter Beardsley, it's very much like Ryan Gosling. Mm. Well, okay. I mean, Peter Beardsley is probably a subject for other podcasts to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Let's one. not get too into it here. Uh, <laughs> So there he is, Peter Beasley, set the, set the spread, um, having a nice good stare out from the pages of Roy of the Rovers. Um, so front page, astonishing, astonishing developments here. The season's ended, and this is kind of where all the fun happens. Yeah, Roy the, the Rovers. Best bits. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just read out what it says, where we're up to. Uh, whilst playing in a six-a-side tournament for Melchester Rovers, Roy Race became convinced that for some reason... Carford City's brilliant midfield player, Carl Hunt, nicknamed The Cunt, 
could no longer produce his best form <laughs> at Melchester Stadium. Oh, this is at the stadium. I thought this is in his house. Uh, okay. That's all right, though. That's okay. It's still good. Mm. At Melchester Stadium, Roy was about to explain his theory to Blackie Gray. I'm about to explain a theory to you. Oh, great. Blackie. I love it when you do your theories, Roy. <laughs> I love it you theorise. Do you remember when you did that theory about the moon and how it had been constructed by the Chinese? (laughs) (laughs) I still stand by it, Blackie. (laughs) That theory you've got about how the Earth's actually flat and that the edges is in the middle of the rainforest where no one can go. Some call it it, uh, theorising. Others call it a ruthless attachment to facts and science. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Idiots call it alternate truths <laughs> I am simply waiting um, for <clears throat> some sort of interconnected network of the global computer system to emerge which will allow me to post videos in which I can reach millions of fans across the world <laughs> with some of these theories and truths <laughs> Until that time... I have an atmosphere, Roy, I really do. And, <laughs> until that day, perhaps I will invent such a thing. I, if I do, I will call it <laughs> the worldwide net. Uh, I've got it all planned out. But if it doesn't happen, then I'll have to be content with simply showing it to you on VHS <coughs> in this screening and room. Occasionally having uh, clandestine meetings in back rooms of pubs <laughs> with like-minded individuals <laughs> who are prepared to pay for the experience. Um, Roy was about to explain his theory to Blackie Gray with a video film it says he has a video film and he's holding in his hand a VHS cassette Uh, Roy is in in the same casual light blue uh, jacket blues on jacket almost that he was wearing last time around Uh, and they emerged from the the, uh, where where were they emerging from it was six a side tournament wasn't it the soccer sixes they were at that fucking ended quickly or maybe there's going to be more of that, I don't know. And what we see is this magical room somewhere in Melchester Stadium and there is a screen on the wall and a projector and a VCR machine. Lots of big fat buttons on mm. like they used to have then. Buttons they used to have to press down. Yeah, lovely. Um, it's better in those days. You had these big mechanical buttons that made almost made a clicking noise when you pressed them. You had to put yes. quite a lot of effort in. But then yeah. you got the ones that were just flatter and they were just like a little click. And now, of course, everything's mm. touch sensitive. Soon there'll be so no buttons at all. Mind. So soon there'll be no buttons at all. Yeah. When the touch sensitive ones first came in, you were like, fucking hell, this is next level. I love it. Sometimes mm. there'd be certain buttons that you could you could see if you could activate them without actually making contact. Like there'd be some sort of like static warmth like force from field. your finger. And you'd, you'd show your mate. You go, look at this. I can, I've got the force. I can make this work without even touching it. And that was great mm. for a while. But now here we are in 2023, and all we really want is big mechanical buttons we to want come the back. Big button. We want to feel something. Touchscreen technology has let us left us feeling absolutely yeah. jaded and empty. It's enough. To ma- no it's enough to make you forget you're a human being, Andy. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. everything just yeah, happens. So sleepwalking through life. Well, it's like power yeah. steering. When I drive in my car, exactly. I don't feel like a human. Do you? <clears throat> Steer with your little finger. What's, what's the do you fun remember that? when you used That's to like control. have to turn 
So you were doing like you were reversing, but in a in a like, well, say you were reverse parking. You'd be using both your arms, really like you'd have to be strong, like like Lee Marvin did in the Anderson incident in that film. Yeah, 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 yeah. In his, in his Cadillac, in his yeah. Cadillac, and he'd park in. They say it's one of the best reverse parking scenes in cinema history. That don't they? Because that taxi driver gave him a round of applause when he did it at the end. Yeah, and he just the road. and he just yeah. gives a wink and then flips and him flips yeah. him a dime. <laughs> yeah, um, but well, it's on a bit of string thing. and then he pulls it back into his pot. No, that's top cut. Great acting. I saw the clip shared by that bloke. I can't remember his name. The one who shares all the all the classic movie tri- clips. Oh, the one who nicks, nicks them off other people and uh, then puts them up himself. Yeah, he's always yeah. arguing with people. Michael Warburton. There, there's always like he's even nicked his name off the fucking loaf of bread. There's always loads of arguments involving him about who shared a clip. <laughs> who shared a clip first? It's really insane. It's never him, though. That's where it's we are. It's never him. I shared that film. Well, I don't care. I'm sharing it now. Guys, you're all adults. <laughs> That's what sharing's all about. Yeah. But anyway, I saw him sharing it. Don't know who shared it first. The Anderson, the Anderson he incident. He shared that yeah. reverse parking yeah. scene, and he said... This is just cinema, cinematic parking simply doesn't get any better than this. Yeah. Lee Marvin in the yeah. Anderson Incident, 1975. Yeah, please donate to my Ko-Fi account. I did. Buy me a Ko-Fi. I did. You bought me a Ko-Fi. I gave him a tenner for that. Why not? I Give really some enjoyed sugar it. as well. I watched it three, I'll, or, I'll a couple of sugars I watched in it. It three or four times. I was like, that's got to be worth 10 quid of anyone's money. Um... <laughs> And I also sent a postal order to the estate of Lee Marvin. So hopefully, I don't know, one of his grandchildren will buy themselves a drink. Did you wire it? Yeah. Well, I thought, why not? <laughs> but what I don't know is whether or not they used a stunt double to do the parking or whether Lee Marvin insisted oh, on doing all his Parker. own parking. Maybe they did. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Tom Cruise does all his own parking, oh, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Lee Marvin in those days, like, you had to, you know, like, did you used to like having to use two hands and to feed the wheel, Andy? Did you like that? Feed it. No, I've never. Feed no, one I, wheel. I, I fucking, fuck, no, fuck off. I fucking hate wheel feeders. But you don't see them anymore because you don't have to. Well, you had, no, exactly. There was a time, mate, when you had you had no choice but to feed the wheel. No, you didn't have to. You, you could let it just do its thing. Okay, all right. You think wheel feeders. You think they're arseholes. I'll tell you a worse yeah, one. Yeah, I'll tell you a worse one. Anyone who uses an open hand on the centre of the wheel whilst reversing the, the and looking palm. over their shoulder, yeah. the flat, a yeah. flat palm wheel, wheel yeah. man. Yeah. Wheel, mate, yeah. you're not in a forklift truck, right? Yeah. And you're just using the advantage of power steering by doing that. You couldn't do that. If with you no do that, wheel. you're really a feedable wheel. If you do that, you're a Clarkson fan. Um, yeah, and you've got pretty. The only use, you've got pretty the only to- use, toxic views on small boats. If you if you reverse with one hand, palm. yeah. The only use for a flat palm is to feed animals at the visitor farm. Yeah, flat hand. Oh, we were going to do that, weren't we? We were going to go to a petting zoo and and demonstrate correct flat hand flat technique hand. whilst we were on tour. Well, we'll try and feed Lewis Claire's pigs in a couple of weeks when we go there. Yeah, if we be, haven't already been by the time this episode, it'll goes be out. like don't fucking. It'll be like don't feed those cunts with a flat palm. Feed them, You'll end up with no fucking palm. <laughs> like my dad, he's got no palm on either hand. He's still got his hands, but he, they don't have palms. No palm. 
They gouged it out. He's, he's got bone <laughs> with fingers and thumbs attached. Uh, he's got no palm prints. They've had them off. They don't grow back. Nowadays, I just steer with like a little, just a finger. I mean, I could almost blow on my steering wheel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like nothing. Yeah. So what I'm saying is I don't, all we have as human beings is our five senses, right? Mm. Which are, of course, sight, hearing, smelling, tasting, and your willy, right? And uh, <laughs> Your mum. Uh, <laughs> did you say your bum or your mum? Your mum. Your mum as well. That's your other sense. And, you know, that that's what makes us humans. That's what separates us from the plants. Um, mm. But more and more technology is separating us from our senses, you know? And, yeah. and nowhere is that more apparent than in the evolution of the button. I think if I went back to a feedable wheel, I would probably feed it just to get the full experience. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, Two hands I, on the I, wheel. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Two hands on the wheel. Because they used to tell you to do that. When you were learning, it was like, feed you have to it. feed the wheel. No, what they'd say like, is, no, they'd say, don't, don't, need to. don't cross your arms. Don't yeah, cross them. Exactly. That's why they feed said the feed wheel. the wheel. Well, whether you were feeding or you were crossing your arms, the point is that you had to use both hands and you had to use strength. Human strength. Drive, yeah. Driving was a man's game, you know, back then. <laughs> because it, it took well, a lot. That's why Lee Marvin was so good at it. Yeah, it took, a, it? it took a lot of fucking strength to steer a car around yeah. in the days when we first passed our tests. But Mental these, strength the, as well as physical. Mental strength as well, because you'd have to always be... Do you miss pulling out the choke? Fucking, I don't. To be honest, I used to have to do that on my first car. I just used to pull the choke. Ford Fiesta. I had. I had, a, I had a shit car, a Citroen AX, the one that the, where I found a bird in the engine that time. Yeah, and uh, and I got so used to the choke because in my mind, when I was a young driver, I just thought that the the choke was like a magic button. Like I didn't know what yeah. it does. I mean, I still don't. But I just thought all you have to do. Someone said, all you have to do if the car's giving you any shit at all, pull the choke and it sort of reboots the, the car. It goes everything, back to factory settings, yeah. right? Well, well, no, don't pull the choke too much. You'll flood the engine. I know, flood the engine. But, of course, me being me. What's that mean? Love, you know, living out loud even from a young age. Choke, 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 As soon choke. as I heard it, I'd just get in the car before I'd even started. I'd go, choke it, choke it, choke it, start. Right, let's go. That makes it go faster. See this car? It can go. It can go only go up to seven. It's a one liter engine, unless of course I fucking pull the choke, and that's turbo drive, like in Star Wars. Turbo percent. You, you know when you know when the Millennium Falcon goes into hyperdrive. That's what the choke does in my Citroen, mate. And I'd be fucking. It would be coughing and spluttering, and I'd just be pulling the choke non-stop to get it to where it was going. Mm. And yeah, in the end, it would flood. I I didn't know what yeah. that was, but I'd, it would have to, I'd have to go to the mechanic across the street and go, "Excuse me, I flooded my engine again." He'd like roll his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> leave leave the keys on that shelf there. I'll have it done for you in a couple of days. Forty quid. <laughs> <laughs> Could you do it a bit quicker? I don't want to get the bus to school. I need to go somewhere. That's why I pulled the joke. It was in a hurry. <laughs> Listen, mate. I, it's not that I mind taking money off you, but a little word of advice. This is the fourth time this month. You have to stop pulling that choke all the time. <laughs> well, how else do I, ha- I, I... Sometimes I have to go fast and take it into hyperspace. 
What? Mate, you are. I don't know, look, first of all, I don't know what that means. I don't know what you're talking about. But you are you are addicted to using the choke. You don't need to use the choke. I fucking do. It's the best bit. Best I bit of driving is using the choke. I foresee a lifelong struggle with addictive issues for you. <laughs> if you based don't on get, this behaviour. You don't get there. Of course not. I'm like, look, the most exciting thing about driving a car is pulling the choke. So why would I not do the most exciting part of it all the fucking time? Am right. <laughs> wasting my life if not? Uh, Mate, you've got serious fucking issues. <laughs> and you need to address them because it's the choke today, but tomorrow who knows what it could be. Look, don't worry about it. Here's your 40 quid. <laughs> Just fix that choke and get this car ready. I've got a lecture in the morning I've got to be at. And I'll be fucked if I'm going to bus it. <laughs> I got banned from one bus because I kept trying to lean into the driver's compartment to pull his choke. Speed up. Pull the choke. I haven't got a choke. Yes, you have. Look, there it is. Let me pull it for you. S- sir, please sit down. Please sit down. We, uh, you, or, we will, or you will be ejected from this bus. I don't see what the big deal is. I'm only trying to pull your choke for you. I'm trying to help. Right, that's it. You're off the. You're banned. I'm, try, I'm trying to get us all there faster, <laughs> sir. I am timetabled. I have to stick to a very strict timetable. Yeah, but if you go faster, why don't you? If you don't pull the joke, the bus will break down. Don't you know anything about cars? <laughs> Junior Delaney. This car, this bus, oh, ladies and gents, this this bus, due to um, some problems up ahead. This bus will have to remain at this stop for, well, I'm hoping just about five minutes. Pull the choke! Pull the choke! No, no, you don't. Oh, God, he's on the bus again. Fucking hell, I didn't see If you pull it hard enough, it'll take off and you can fly over the issue. Fucking hell, that student's on the bus. No, no, mate. No, it's not to do with that. I've just, they've radioed through from the garage and they said, I have to wait here. Well, pull the choke and we won't have to wait. Tell them that. And then choke. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. And then when you get older, it's the hazard light. Oh, the hazard light. Imagine having the hazard light on and using the choke at once. Then you can do anything you like. Fucking hell. I'm going down the fucking, fucking street with hazards on. Choke, choke, hazard, hazard, choke, choke, hazard, hazard. Beep, beep, what are you doing, you maniac? Get out of my way, can't you see the hazard lights? Choke, choke, hazard, hazard. I get fucking mobile disco. <laughs> the car's going... Got me, got me disco music turned up full blast. McFadden and Whitehead, ain't no stopping us now. Ain't no stopping us now. Choke, choke, hazard, hazard. <laughs> stimulus, stimulus, stimulus. <laughs> Where are my mints? Where are my car mints? Uh, I want another car mint. They're in the glove compartment. 
<laughs> Why, where are my gloves? I forgot to pack my gloves before are, I came out. Are, none of your car mints are gone because you ate all of them within the first minute of this journey. <laughs> A whole it's packet thing, of polos. You see, you see, what are your kids? Such, they'll say, where's such and such? Where's the, where's the spare charger cable? It's in the glove compartment. The, the what? The what? <laughs> the compartment <laughs> where I keep my gloves, of course. <laughs> What? <laughs> what fucking gloves? <laughs> what compartment? Gloves? All of these, are, what are you? Are you in Victorian times? <laughs> even yes, compartment. This is my carriage. Take the gloves bit out. Even the word compartment's fucking yes, mental. Yes, exactly. Just the compartment bit, yeah. What the fuck's a compartment? I don't think... Uh, what, are the, what are the use of the word compartment? Is there in modern just parlance? No. I can't, th- I can't think of anything. Only glove compartment. Just the glove compartment. We should, no we should bring it back, though. I'm going to call all <laughs> the cupboards we... in my kitchen compartments. Look inside the pan compartment and fetch me out a large pan. <laughs> no, that's in the cupboard oh, sauce. That's in the crockery compartment. I wonder if the glove compartment's on Wikipedia. We could do a history box about it. You know what? The crockery compartment sounds like a quite good sort of <laughs> art rock band. I think it sounds a bit like a, um, a, a psychedelic, but a, what, English folk psychedelia from 1969, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, the crockery the compartment. The glove compartment. <laughs> the, what, the crockery compartment? The crockery compartment. <laughs> it's an album. It's a, mm. it's a double album by double concept um, Incredible String Band or someone yeah. like that. Are you I'm Googling glove go, compartment? Got gl- see if it's got <laughs> its own Wikipedia. It's on Wikipedia, yes. It's, the name derives from the original purpose of the compartment to store driving gloves. They were sometimes in a box on the floorboard near the driver, hence the word glove box. In most vehicles, the glove compartment closes with a latch, with the option of being locked with a key. Locked with a wow. whose glove compartment's got a key on it? Nice, you don't want anyone nicking your gloves, do you? Fucking Back hell. Back in the day, probably often, gloves were glove theft was rife. Well, it says often desirable when using Valier service, when, of course, the Valiers were known thieves. Yeah, because they're often of the uh, lower classes, aren't they? That's why they've wound yeah, up they, being they'd valets. Aug- they'd augment their income by selling gloves on the black market yeah. that they nicked from glove Down compartments while valeting. Yeah. You ever, um, I mean, a, a, pair of str- a pair of string-back driving gloves is fairly appealing to me, I've got to admit. It does feel, yeah, yeah, it does. It's a Ballon Partridge, but I would um, I definitely, in, if someone it, presented me it, with some now. In the 1950s, you'd get dressed up to go for a drive. You wouldn't just drive in whatever you were wearing. I mean, look at me. I've told you about on Friday nights where I go to pick up my daughter from her mate's house, I will go out and I'll just be wearing pyjama bottoms, slippers. Yeah. Sometimes dressing and gown. the Terminator. The Terminator in the boot and no pants. Whereas, like, if my grandfather... <laughs> He'd be like, what What on earth are you doing? Like, you have to wear a suit if you're going anywhere. Well, I'm just popping around yeah. the corner to pick up a door. I'm going straight to bed when I get in. I've already cleaned my teeth. No, if my grandfather's ghost, so my Irish going, Tom, what the bloody hell are you doing in your pyjamas going out like that in a nice car? You're supposed... I've and slipped so far. You're supposed to wear a suit and tie when you're going out in an automobile. What is the, What are you keeping in your bloody glove compartment, man? <laughs> a cable for my tele, my mobile telephone, grandfather. What the bloody hell is what? that? Ah, <laughs> oh, you've blown me ghostly mind. Stop using well, the chalk. The- 
Stop. Take your hazards off. You can't just have your hazards on the whole time, you know. That's just for emergencies. You don't use the chalk anymore. How do you get to go fast? <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> the um, Of course, the, 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 people used to dress up and wear driving gloves to go because driving was like a hobby. It was an activity. Yeah. Sunday, you'd go out for a drive. Yeah, right, we, we I like kids. that idea we, myself. My grandparents used to take us out for a drive on a Sunday and we'd go up into the Durham countryside Yeah, and we'd park up near the um, the TV transmitter at a place called Pontop Pike. Oh, that's lovely. And we'd have a little, pic- have a little picnic in the parking bear. Yeah, yeah I mean, get the collapsible table I out. Like, I like things like that. I mean, oh, a collapsible table. My mate Jeff used to turn oh. up everywhere with a collapsible picnic chair and he'd just pull yeah. up, like we were at West Ham, he'd just pull up at, right outside the pub, stick his hazards on, yeah. Get out of the yeah. car, always looking really grumpy, weirdly. Open the boot, get out his collapsible chair, <laughs> unfold it, and just sit there smoking a fag. And just go. And only once he was sat and settled with his cigarette would he go, All right, lads. And he go, Do you want a, you, do you want a drink? We'll be outside the pub. Go, no, I don't want a drink. I'm fine. Just have a, have a smoke. I'm just sitting there. Yeah. Fucking just brilliant. Everywhere he went, he had a chair. That's, that's that's the way to do it, isn't it? Mm, I need it to is. do that. Get a pl- I've got a couple of collapsible chairs upstairs. I need to get them in the uh, get them in the back of the car. Did you ever? Um, Fuck. Did you ever get any further with renting a camper van? Because I'm thinking of doing that for the Isle of Wight this year. No, I still haven't done it. I still haven't done it. I was thinking of doing it kind of soon because um, there might be a listener. There's a that. listener who rents out camper vans um, and is willing to give uh, us some for free and deliver them to our homes then we're interested yeah. we're tentatively interested use them yeah <laughs> where do i where do i keep my gloves yeah what where's the choke uh it hasn't got a choke well i'm not interested then this is a scam <laughs> take it back <laughs> take this free offer back <laughs> no i don't know I'm quite. I'm. I don't know. I'm quite into the camper van idea, but then at the same time, I, I think increasingly the kind of people who take to the roads and camper vans could be arseholes. Maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe. But the don't key know. is if only you, one way to find the out. The key is, is for you to try and fight that. That's why we, now more than ever, it's like when people go. I, I met. A, I've recently met a man who I've. That's <laughs> a great opening to a sentence. Even, I've recently met a even man. though I've only met him a couple of times. I've started to badger him to be that I want him to be prime minister because I've been so taken with him, and he just he's he's got already a bit like leave me alone, stop hassling me to become prime minister. I'm not interested in politics, right? <laughs> you should do it. You should do it. And he, go, he goes, well, I'm not interested in going into politics. I said, why not? And he goes, well, politics. I mean, like the standard of people in it is just so bad, and like the people are so awful across the board now. And it's just you can like, change that. And I go, well, that's the whole fucking point. I'm telling you to do it, you dickhead. And I said, yeah. It's if, not Gary Lineker, is it? No. Although I would like him to run for office too. It's like, if you, yeah. I mean, you know, like, if you see people doing shit things, uh, but it's something that you're interested in, you do it and do it better. Politics or camper fans. All right. You've seen some wankers driving around in camper vans. You're not a wanker. Yeah. Get a camper van and start Get fucking reading. All I'm, de- all, de- I'm sa- it. all I'm saying to you is, Andy, it's very simple. Rewrite the narrative yeah, on camper vans. Camp van narrative. Yeah. 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 Yeah, good point. I might try and do that. Yeah. And get um, a T-shirt that says rewriting the narrative 2023 for when you're driving it around. Yeah. 
Just so people know. Yeah. I'm just rewriting the narrative, you bastard. I'm looking at the glove compartment thing. It is occasionally called a jockey box, (laughs) especially in the upper Rocky Mountain states in the United States, such as Idaho. That's very specific and and regionalised. But, yeah, the jockey box. It's in the jockey box. Where are the boiled sweets? They're in the fucking jockey box. I want my boiled sweets. I get carsick without them. I look in the jockey box. I want a tin of Turkish delights with all the dust on them. They're <laughs> yeah. in the fucking jockey box. My dad used to, when he'd pick me up at weekends, he'd sometimes, first thing I'd do and I got in the back of his car, is occasionally but not always, he would have, I was looking at these the other day, I nearly took a I did take a photo with the intention of sending it to you, but I forgot, <laughs> I'll send it to you later. I was waiting for a prescription in the chemist always obviously quite a scary situation very, for me very tense occasion and, for you, yeah. and i saw that there's a type of boiled sweet in a tin that has old victorian mm. writing on it and often mm. says has a victorian name like you know dr fizzy wicks only available old, in chemists old peculiar dandelion <laughs> yeah. boilers or something like yeah. that you know and they're only available in chemists, like nowhere else. And chemists have a selection of these tins at by the counter. And I thought, we've got to investigate these tin sweets more. Like, why are, Why is it only exclusive yeah. to chemists? And when you get them, you know they can only be kept in a car. You would never see them in a house, would you? No. Ever. No. no. No one would keep those Just in the house. Just always in the glove box. Always in the car or in whatever you call the bit that's... But the, the little zone between the passenger seat and the driver's seat. Yeah. That zone. Has yours got a, where the cup holders are? Cup holders, armrest, sometimes but, a little compartment. Uh, 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 In the old days, lift, ashtray. Does your armrest lift up to reveal a compartment? Yes. Yeah, so does mine. That's where I keep the big goods from Greg's on the way home. <laughs> Keeps them warm. I had some peanuts in there for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't get discovered by the rest of my family. I had some secret. I had some, st- peanuts. I had some armrest peanuts that had been there for months, but I was still munching on them. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but that's where you keep your, bo- your boiled sweets. And my dad picked me up at the weekend. He'd be like, hello, I'm going to go today. I'm going to the museum. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Have you got any boiled sweets in your in your armrest? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd fucking see them and I could never get my head around the fact that he had a whole tin of these sweets because they felt like grown-up sweets, didn't they? Oh, that's adult sweets. But mm-hmm. I'll eat them. I'd rather have some opal fruits, but fuck it. Yeah, they're not, they're not, in as, they're, not as, as, they're not as brash as opal fruits or fruit pastels. I'd rather have some, Ameri- I'd rather have some American hard gums instead they, of these fucking a, They need a bit more effort because you've got to suck them. So they need a bit more yeah. effort uh, than fruit pastels. You can imagine me. I'd be bored shit. Ah, uh, suck, suck, fuck this. Crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> yeah. Fucking boring sucking. <laughs> Beer all day I'll at this rate. Tooth. I've got to get another one. If I just suck this, I'll only have one by the time we get to Nan's. I'm hoping to eat half a dozen. I'm going to have to crunch them. <laughs> and that's what would happen. I'd look at this tin and he'd be driving and I'd try and surreptitiously like get the tin quietly open the lid look inside and it'd be usually quite full and i think he drives to work every day my dad drove to work and back every day right and i think what the fuck 
how is he managing to contain himself to have a whole mm. tin of sweets but not eat those sweets? Not eat them all. Not eat any of them. Mm. And that's what I'd do. I'd just pop, pop them like fucking nobody's missus. Pop, 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 pop. As many of them I could get. Eat as many of them before we got to our destination, whether that be the Natural History Museum or my grand's house. Or the other museum, <laughs> yeah. Or the Science Museum, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and I'd just fucking munch them all. And I thought the same thing when I was at the doctor's. When I used to go to the GP, I don't know if your GP did this, but they would have a tin of sweets, a big tin, very similar but larger mm. to the ones you see in chemists, right? And my doctor, Dr. Heinzheimer, she would have all dolly mixtures in it, yeah? And mm. if I was a good boy, right, and didn't throw a shit fit when she was examining me, because, like, the wor- they put that stick in your mouth, don't they, on your tongue? Under and your then, tongue, yeah. And yeah. then the worst bit, the worst bit of all is when they put that metal triangle in your fucking ear. Do you remember how bad that was? <laughs> I would really shit myself. Do you know what it looks like? You know, like, an icing bag? You know yeah. an icing bag? You, I don't know if you've got one, but you have an icing bag, and then at the end there's a little icing attachment, which is like a metal sort of yeah. cone little metal cone and that's what you squeeze yeah. the ice in through yeah that is what the ear examining device looked like up the doctors and i would i would associate the two they look exactly the same because it's a metal I cone. Don't remember that cold metal cone look it up and they'd stick it in your fucking ear and it'd really hurt and be cold and then they'd look through it right <laughs> and i'll be yeah. like are you looking at my are you examining my thoughts with your device. <laughs> Please don't. Must, must not do naughty thoughts. Yeah. Especially when I started Can't stop to... stop doing naughty thoughts now. Especially, especially when I started approaching adolescence. Please don't use your thought observation device on me today. Um, I'd hate that. But if I was a good boy and didn't cry, she'd go, right, have a sweet. And she'd offer me this tin of jelly tots and I'd try and get a couple out. And I'd also think that. i think, out. Can she have that tin of sweets on her fucking desk all day and not just fucking mm. munch them all herself? Just go through them all, yeah. I mean, even as an adult, I would still do that. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I got a desk in my bedroom at one point to do my homework on. And I was like, you know, like when you start playing office and you're thinking, right, I'm going to make this all lovely and tidy and organised. And I had my pens and all the rest of it. And then I thought, oh, you know, it'd be nice if I had a little tin of sweets because I've seen adults do that, I'll have a mm. tin of sweets on my desk. And then sometimes when I'm studying... Maybe I once think, every couple of days. Oh, oh, I need a little break or I need something to focus the mind. So I'm just going to open that tin, take out a boiled <laughs> sweet and have a little suck on it while I continue my homework. So I went to the shop, Hardin's, and I bought like a quarter of um, Army and Navy. Do you know those? I thought they were quite sophisticated. Yeah. They're like, they're nice. They're like aniseed. I'm... I was a fan of aniseed and um, I put them on my desk and then it's like, right, time to get stuck into some homework. Let's have a look at this then. To kill a mockingbird, is it? Right, okay. Right, let's make some notes. What, do you know what? I fancy a little army and navy. I'll just have one. Oh, fucking nice that. Munch, munch, munch. I'm just going to have one more. And my mum comes up fucking an hour later. He's going, how are you getting on with Homer? And I'm like in a sugar coma, just fucking collapsed <laughs> on my chair with a tin just empty and no homework done at all. Oh, mate, oh, 
I'll buy it. I'll buy it. You're fucking crystallised into a cocoon of sugar. I'm more aniseed than boy now. Write that down, the aniseed boy. Before Williams gets it. The aniseed boy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, addictive right. tendencies would have been, pre- you know, ob- pretty obvious from the day one, I suppose. So, l- look, we're not going to get any Belchester content done here, unfortunately. So yeah, we'll which is a shame because it's uh, a really good, epi- really good uh, episode of Roy. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun, and that's the main thing. So we'll try that again next time. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 